0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. I just got done having a conversation with one of my clients, and we were talking about being fearful of doing something out of fear of being judged or not being good at doing it. And the conversation... Was pretty strong actually, and it helped me realize a few things about social media, about coaching, about taking action inside of your nutrition, taking action inside of going to the gym and working out in front of others. You don't deserve to be good at whatever the thing is that you want to be good at until you suck at it first. And I actually just made an Instagram post on this as well because it was at the top of my mind. But there's a lot of truth to that. I think about everything in my life that I've been really scared to do or put effort towards. And it's usually because I was scared to suck at it. I knew I was going to suck at it, so I put it off. But really, you can't get good at something until you first suck at it. It's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? And then we always get in fear, especially for somebody like me and this client that I was talking with. His name's Cade. Shout out to Cade. I'm helping him with his business and his his coaching business. And it's hard because you have to learn how to suck in front of other people. You have to put yourself out on a podcast like this. You have to put yourself in front of a video. You have to post content. And at first, you're not going to be super great at it. But you can't get good at it until you aren't good at it, until you suck at it. And so if you're worried about people judging you, most likely the reason somebody's judging you for whatever it is that you want to be doing, they're judging you because you're poking an insecurity that they have. They see you taking action. And so the reason they're looking at you in a negative light because of it is most likely because there's something out there that they'd like to take action on but aren't willing to do it in fear of being judged by others. So they're continuing that cycle. So really, their judgment of you is just a, re- a direct reflection of themselves. And I know this has nothing to do to do with the Q&A that we're about to get into today, but I think it's a super important topic because I don't think it's talked about enough. And I know I've struggled with it in my life over time from being more of an introverted type person and having a little bit of anxiety, worrying about other people probably far too much and their opinions. This whole world has so much to offer and each of us have a unique perspective and a unique talent to bring to it. I think it's just really sad when we don't bring that talent in fear of anxiety, in fear of judgment of others, and in fear of sucking at it. As you first begin and that's all a part of the process a little bit of anxiety is a good thing if you're being judged negatively by others it just is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves you're you're picking at that insecurity that they have that they don't want to deal with so they're combating it by judging you for going out and trying to do what you're what you want to do and then again to get good you usually first have to suck so I don't know if there's anybody out there that needed to hear this little message At the first of this but there's something you want to go out there and try if when this pandemic is over if you want to join a gym but you're nervous about it you have to suck first to get good and the people in there that are good will understand where you're at and most likely help you so just go at it from that mindset switch the way you're thinking understand that you have to go through some hard times to to get to where you want to be if you want to start a job if you want to start your own business if you want to start eating better, if you want to hire a coach, if you want to become a coach, if you want to ask that person out, if you want to just be friends with somebody, you have to suck first until you can get good at any of those things. Stop worrying so much about judgment or your anxieties. It's all a part of the process. And I struggle with this too. That's why I'm talking about it because it's it's played a big effect on my life. And as I've realized this and stopped worrying so much about what everybody thought when I put my voice Behind a microphone, when I put my face in front of a video, when I'd write my thoughts in a a post, whatever it was. I was always so scared and so crippled to do it that it stopped me for a long time from actually doing it. And if it wouldn't have stopped me, I'd be even further than I am now. But I've just chosen to put one foot in front of another every single day and push the message that I want to push and stop worrying so much about judgment from others from doing so. And you can do the exact same thing. Wherever you're at with whatever your goal is, you can do the exact same thing. Hopefully, this helps. Just a positive little uplifting message, hopefully, at the first of this episode, especially with COVID-19 and the quarantine. I think everybody's going a little bit crazy. The more positivity that we can spread and the more understanding that we can all have of one another and acceptance, I just think the the brighter our days will be and the brighter all of our futures will be as well. So today's episode is obviously a q and I've got quite a few questions on my phone. We'll probably get through the traditional three to five questions. Hopefully leave this Q&A around 20 to 30 minutes or so. Go in depth on a few. Help you guys out. Again, if you have questions for any upcoming Q&As, the link is always the first link below into, into the description that takes you directly to my email inbox. You can click on it. It'll take you right there. You can ask me any question as in-depth or not in-depth as you want to. Obviously, the more depth that you leave, the more in-depth I can get with my answer to really personalize my my answer for you and uh, just help you out the best I can. I'll also shoot you back an email and answer it to you in email form as well. And I, if I do bring it on the podcast, it's I, I don't have to expose you or say your name. I'll leave your name completely out of it. So don't let that stop you from leaving a question as well. If you need help with something, with your at-home workouts, with anything, please feel more than welcome to reach out. My inbox is always op- open to help. I've talked a lot in my newsletter about sending out free at-home workouts, which I've been sending out quite a few lately to a lot of people that have been asking th- for them via my newsletter and again that offer stands here on the podcast too. If you need help with some at-home workouts, I've got one for kettlebells, I've got one for bands and dumbbells, and I've got one for bodyweight. I'll send you any of those completely free just to help you during this time while all the gyms are closed to help you stay on track with your goals and give you some sort of something to look forward to every single day, some sort of structure to your day so that you can work out which will hopefully help you stay on track with your nutrition a little bit better too, which will give you some purpose throughout each day so that we can all get through everything that we're going through now to reach the other side without going completely insane. So I'm going to stop rambling. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let's just hop into the first question. All right, this first question came through DM, and I actually took it on my good friend Jeremiah Bear's podcast last week, but I didn't answer it here, and I think it's super important. So I'm going to... Hop into it on my podcast as well. It is. So I have lost 80 pounds and I feel like I don't like look like I do. I mean, I see it in comparison photos, but standing in front of the mirror, I don't see it. And it scares me to be honest. I googled what a healthy weight for my height, 5'1", and it said 95 to 116 pounds. I will never be that weight and it's really discouraging. I'm just scared I'm going to go through all this and end up hating my body again. This is more common than you think. A lot of people will lose... A good amount of weight. She's lost 80 pounds and she's still being super hard on herself. First and foremost, don't Google a healthy weight and decide that's what is a healthy weight for you and where you need to be. A healthy weight per individual, regardless of your height, is so individual to your circumstances and your situation that what Google is going to provide you with is complete bullshit in my opinion. If Google tells you you need to be a 95 to 160 16 pounds to be healthy, I would stop being friends with Google. <laughs> no, I think Google is a great resource, but it, it's not giving you the full picture. It depends on where you've been. You're 80 pounds lighter than you were before. That's a healthy weight for you at this time. Now, can you improve that? Absolutely. I'm sure that you can. I don't know your situation perfectly, but I'm sure you can keep improving that and get healthier and healthier. But the goal doesn't have to be 95 to 116 pounds. You're your own individual and you're in your own situation with your own trials, with your own strengths, with your own journey that you have to go through. And second off, none of us look necessarily the way that we want to. I'll be honest. I don't know a single person that might even have a a really good body to some that a lot of people look up to. I don't know anybody that completely loves their body. I remember being younger and before I got into fitness and everything, thinking how cool having a six pack and having um, biceps and a chest would be. I I thought like I was going to be so happy and completely content with my body when I got that. And I trained and I worked really hard and I learned how to diet and I learned all about nutrition and I got in really good shape. I I put some muscle on my chest, on my arms. I had a shredded six pack. I looked exactly as I was telling myself that I wanted to look when I was younger. But yet, I wasn't completely in love with my body. All I saw were the things that I could improve. I could be bigger. I could be leaner. We're always going to tell ourselves that we could be more. That's part of the game. That's kind of kind of a part of the fun in the journey is there's no destination. There's little goals along the way that we're trying to achieve, but there's no End of the road to where you just say, I'm happy with my body. I'm completely happy. I don't need to do anything else. I don't know anybody who's reached that point in their own journey. I certainly haven't reached it. And what I've learned is that the the fun of all of this and the point of it is the journey of of trying to get there. Of almost knowing that you're never going to truly reach it, but just continuing to push and continuing to try. And we all have our own bodies and our own insecurities to deal with inside of our own body, inside of our own bodies. For me, for some reason, I build muscle on my butt (laughs) faster than anywhere else. For some reason, structurally how I'm set up for squats, I activate my glutes really well and I I grow a really big butt. For a lot of people, they would love that. For me, sometimes it makes me self-conscious because I have such a round and plump butt that. And it's, it's disproportionate to my arms. My arms don't match my butt. And so that makes me a little bit self-conscious sometimes. We all have these different problems and different insecurities that we're always going to deal with. So instead of thinking, worrying that you're always going to hate your body, learn to accept yourself for where you are. At least try to accept it, and, but with an understanding that you're still going to improve. You're happy, but you're not satisfied. I heard a, a really good quote once that was, you won't love yourself more when you lose 20 pounds, but you'll be more likely to lose 20 pounds if you love yourself first. I actually think I might've heard that on Cody Boom's mm-hmm. podcast, who was a recent guest on this podcast just a couple episodes back. I highly suggest you guys go and listen to that episode if you haven't, because it was good. We talked about his life and his successes and how he's got to where he was, but that's super important. You won't love yourself more when you lose the next 20 pounds, but you'll be more likely to lose the next 20 pounds if you love yourself first. What does that mean? It means that we have to learn to accept ourselves for who we are, but again, not be satisfied with it, continuing to want more. But if you love yourself, you then give yourself the permission to be patient, to put in action, and to actually deserve the reward. So, I know this is a bit of a deeper question to start with, but it's super important. And I know I have a lot of females that listen and males. It's not just females. I struggle with this too. And males. I know there's a lot of people that struggle with their bodies and their body image. And you can get in better shape, but you're still that same person. You still have that same mind. You still have that same process. So, if you're not focusing on improving that as much as you are improving your body, You're not going to feel any better as you start to achieve the goals that you want to. And that's huge inside of my coaching program. We start with the mindset and focusing on your thoughts and your actions and just your total thought process before we even start worrying about the physical. I always talk about one mental, two physical. When you start to transform mentally, you then give yourself the ability to change physically. And so it's an ever-going process. It's something you have to work on forever. It never goes away, but it's something that we can always work on and always aim to improve. You're never going to fully love yourself when it comes to your, your body, the way that you look. And there may be some people, but I'd argue that they are far and few between. So focus on accepting that and learning to love yourself but not be satisfied with where you're at to continue to improve. And don't focus so much on a destination. Just focus on getting a little bit better each and every day. And I promise you with enough time, things will begin to fall into place and you learn to accept things for what they are and your body will look better than it ever has. And your mind will feel and think healthier and better than it ever has so that you can prosper into yourself and be content and be happy. So I hope this helps. Let's move on to the next question. Alright, question number two. Can you train yourself into being athletically inclined? So basically they're saying, can you become more athletic through training? And absolutely, you can become more explosive, you can become more powerful, you can become stronger, you can become quicker, all through training. Now with that said, you can't train yourself into being a great athlete, but you can, 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 you can train yourself into being a better athlete. Training is like, not the cherry on top, it's more than that, but first it starts with God-given talent when it comes to your athleticism, and then you can add on to it through your training to get better from your starting point. That's why you see really, really good athletes, they all have great genetics, they're all very athletic, and they still work their asses off at what they're doing, but they started from probably a little bit higher of a base genetically with with their athletic ability than just the normal Joe. But I've seen a lot of athletes who have trained really, really hard and have gotten more and more athletic and past people who may have been more athletic than they were when they first started, but they worked hard enough to bypass the person and the, the person that had better genetics didn't work hard enough and were passed by the person with, with the less genetics. So that's an interesting question to talk about though because athleticism can be developed to a certain extent. But you're going to have to work off of your baseline with what you have, and you can improve to a certain extent from there in terms of quickness, in terms of strength, in terms of explosiveness, in terms of power. All these different things that we kind of define athleticism by can be improved through training, but they can't necessarily be improved to a point to make you a world-class athlete by any means. So. This is something I wish I would have known when I was younger. I didn't I was super big into sports. I played basketball, I played football, I played baseball, and I was a, a really good athlete to be honest. I had a lot of talent that was just given to me. I was just genetically developed um to pre pretty quick, to have good hand-eye coordination, to just decent athleticism. But I didn't take training. Seriously at all didn't realize how much it could actually benefit me. I actually didn't start training till I stopped playing sports, which was a huge mistake. If I would have trained while playing sports, I would have had a much better chance at potentially going to the next level and playing collegiate in basketball potentially or even maybe baseball and different things like that but I didn't take it as seriously and just relied on the genetics that I had and they got me far enough to be good in high school I I played varsity basketball as a sophomore in high school I started on the varsity baseball team at second base as a freshman in high school which was all great feats but it wasn't because I was working hard it was just because I had a pretty good baseline of athleticism that got me by but if i would have taken my training more seriously i could have became one of the better athletes probably in the state but i just chose to rely on the the god given talent that i had and didn't get better and better each and every year so if you're younger and potentially you're listening to this train try to get stronger Get more explosive, listen to your coaches, go through those drills because you might not realize it in the short term, but training has a huge effect in the long term and can turn you into a lot better athlete than than you currently are and might potentially help you be able to get to the next level in whatever your sport is that you're doing or or your event, or whatever it may be. So, you can absolutely become more athletically inclined through training. But again, I still think there's a ceiling on top of how much athleticism you can develop, which comes down to your genetics at the end of the day. Question number three What's your education background? I graduated from high school. I went to college for a year and a half and dropped out. I was kind of a loser in college. Didn't have a lot of friends, had a lot of social anxiety, kind of just stuck to myself. Ended up really giving up on myself in college and coming home and working in a family business for a good amount of time. I learned a lot about business during that time. I managed people. I was a waiter. I was I ran cash registers in a gas station. I ran the back end, so I became the office guy who managed the entire gas station. I managed the entire restaurant i dealt with vendors i did all sorts of stuff in that case so i have a decent business background and then throughout all that i started to fall in love with training i really became obsessed with the evidence-based community so learning from researchers learning from scientists learning from other evidence-based coaches and then um, just took that to the next level from there i ended up getting certified through NASA to become a personal trainer um, did that for a couple of years ended up opening up my own gym Then I got certified through Precision Nutrition um, for a a nutrition certification, which I honestly didn't even learn that much in the certification because I had done so much research on my own. Um, And that's really where it stopped. So as far as fitness and nutrition education, I just have a few certifications. I have a NASM certification for strength training and exercise, and I have a Precision Nutrition certification for nutrition to help people change their body composition through fat loss and muscle gain and as well as performance. So that's my education. It's not huge, but I'd argue a lot of the best trainers in the industry don't have a ton of education. That's not really what it comes down to. It comes down to how you learn to apply what you learn and this day and age you can get your education from anywhere. You can learn online. You can take a ton of certifications. I'll probably do a couple more certifications this year. I'd like to do another um strength certification. And there's a company Stronger by Science that does a um a training certification, a more extensive training certification that I'd like to go through just as another credential. And potentially another nutrition one. Um, Precision Nutrition has a second level certification that I may look at going into that gets really extensive into the body, but yeah, PN1 as well as NASM and then just a high school education. I'm not, I didn't graduate college. If I could go back to college, I would do things a lot differently. I didn't have my head on straight, didn't know what I wanted to do, but we all live and learn as we go through life and some of us eventually get our heads screwed back on the way that they should be, and find our drive and find our passion, and then move forward. Luckily, I did that probably around like 22, 23, as I got out of college or as I dropped out of college and started working in the family business and realized that fitness and nutrition was my true calling. And it's just where I was nat- naturally hold to was like a magnet always going in and learning about the research and and just watching 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 just learning as much as I can and diving myself into that community was something I just couldn't get enough of and honestly I've spent really thousands of hours just learning and listening and and taking in help and reading books on training and nutrition to where I have a really solid background in it and it's not even from a big educational background of school or anything like that. It's just from self-taught and, and using the resources that I have available through the internet as well as a couple certifications. So, so yeah, not a huge education background, but we're living in a world where education can come in a lot of forms for a lot of different people. All right, the last question we're going to answer. Just listen to the podcast. Really good info. Thank you. My question is, what do you suggest for breakfast for someone who works out in the morning, usually around 10 a.m.? Not sure what I should do pre and post-workout. That's a great question. So meal timing isn't the biggest deal in the world, but there are a few things that we can do to optimize our meal timing to potentially have better training sessions. What I like to see is if you're training at 10 in the morning, I'd like to see you have a decent meal probably around 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 or 8.30, about 90 to 120 minutes before your session for it to be a little bit bigger of a meal that's going to include a little bit more fats a little bit higher in protein that's going to take a little bit longer to digest so that could look something like some eggs with some toast some whole wheat toast or something like that you're going to get some carbs that are going to support your training session you're going to get some protein as well as you're going to get a little bit of fast to slow down that digestion so you can use it through your training session. If you're going to eat 60 minutes or less before your training session, maybe a little bit of a protein source, maybe like 20 grams of protein or so potentially, and a quicker carb source. So maybe like some fruit or like a granola bar or even something as crazy as like a little bowl of cereal. Not a lot, but just a little bit quick acting carb source to give you some quick energy during your training session. So the longer out. Before your training session, an hour and a half to two hours, you can add some fats and have some whole eggs, maybe two, three whole eggs, a couple pieces of toast. You'll get some carbs as well as the proteins and the fats, a little bit slower digestion. You'll still have those carbs that to support your training. If you're going to eat within 60 minutes of a training session, maybe some fruit, maybe a granola bar, some sort of a little bit faster acting carbohydrate, you can add some protein, but you don't necessarily have to. If you're not going to have protein directly before the training session – I would say that after the training session, I'd get some protein in decently fast, like a protein shake or something within like 30, 60 minutes or so, if you didn't have a protein source before the training session. If you had a protein source before the training session, your post-workout nutrition isn't going to be as as big of a deal. You'll always hear about the anabolic window, like you need to have protein right after your workout, but if you had protein... Within an hour or two before your workout, you're still digesting that protein when your workout is over, so you're still getting the benefit of the of the protein post workout. A lot of people will think you need protein right after to um, for protein muscle protein synthesis and recovery to get it into your bloodstream as fast as possible but if you had protein a couple hours before that protein is still slowly being digested into your bloodstream and being used post-workout just as much as it was being used pre-workout so i wouldn't stress it too much again a couple hours out Look at like some eggs and toast or even like some oatmeal, some proats, oatmeal and protein mixed together with like some peanut butter. Get a little bit of fat, carbs and protein. Or if you're going to um, just have a little meal directly before the training session within like an hour, I'd look at um, a quicker acting Carb source to support that training because you don't want something sitting in your stomach that's heavy, right? As you're going to train and still be digesting it as you're training. You want it to be a quick source that's going to get into your system. You can utilize it as fuel, which would be something like some fruit or a little bit of a sugary type carb source. Like basically the carb sources that are deemed more unhealthy, that aren't as fibrous and things like that. And again, if you do that and you don't have any protein in the morning before you train, make sure to get some protein afterwards to aid in recovery and things like that just to make sure you're getting the most out of your session and optimizing your muscle protein synthesis so don't take don't make it too complicated but those are just a couple good rules i like to apply pre and post workout to make sure that you're fueled enough for your training session and afterwards you're optimizing protein synthesis and have protein in your system um, just to optimize recovery and optimize muscle growth as well so hopefully that helps you hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode Quick, short Q&A. We haven't done one in a couple weeks, so it was time. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you found value in this episode, as always, I'd be super appreciative. Take a screenshot, put it on your IG story. I'll repost it and tag you in it as well, and I'll send you a message thanking you for doing so. Or just share this with a friend. If you got anybody at all that could benefit from this podcast. I would be extremely grateful if you could just share it with them. Who knows? There might be somebody out there that that this podcast might really help. I've been getting a lot of good feedback on the podcast as of late. I've got a lot of people telling me how much it's helping them and – um it's helped them change their mindset around nutrition and training to go out and create the results that they want to. And that's the goal of this whole podcast It's just to help you guys as much as I possibly can for free and give you the education that you need to go out and create the results that you want to. Hopefully it's helped you learn that you don't need to follow fad diets, Um, It's helped you learn how to train efficiently for your goals to create muscle. If you're a lady, if you're just looking to get toned or create definition, hopefully it's given you a little bit of an insight to that as well. So I really do appreciate you guys. I hope you're having an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.